This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging and other category defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250 plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Hey, it's Danielle Fischel, Ryder Strong, and Will Friedle. But you know us best as Topanga. Sean and Eric from Boy Meets World. And now Pod Meets World, the podcast where we've been sitting down weekly to rewatch the show we starred in as kids. And we've been unpacking, well, a lot. And we've been taking the show on the road with the Kids Want to Jump Tour, where every stop in cities across the U.S. has been totally different and pretty hilarious, if I do say so myself. But we know not everyone can join us, so we're happy to announce that our recent 30th anniversary of the show, live from the Met in Philadelphia, will now be available to stream no matter where you live. Our biggest show yet, in the hometown of the Matthews, featuring appearances by Trina, Angela McGee, Matthew Lawrence, a.k.a. Jack Hunter, Tony, Mr. Turner Quinn, and Danny Harley McNulty, who makes a very special surprise visit. It was so much fun, and now you can experience it from the comfort of your own home. It will be available on December 11th at 5 p.m. Pacific. You can learn more about how you can watch at veeps.events slash podmeetsworld. December 11th, your birthday. That's true. And this stream will be the only way to see or hear the Philadelphia show. We won't ever be airing it again, and we won't be releasing it as a podcast. Get all the info on streaming the live Pod Meets World show so you don't miss out. Go to veeps, V-E-E-P-S dot events slash podmeetsworld now. So my my wife just got back from Poland. Mm-hmm. She was there oh, she, for the bad. First she got back. Yeah. 
she they won the audience award. This is her <gasps> third audience award in a row, which That's is so amazing. Yeah, it's like the only award that this festival gives out. Um, and and they won it, which is huge. And she just had such an amazing time. Um, but one of the things that she talked about was how cheap the meals were. Really? Really? Yes. Like they had amazing food with like huge groups of people and like and I was like, because we just came back from New York, I was like, not our experience <laughs> no. in New York City. No. <laughs> it's like, not, totally not in different. America in general, but certainly not in New York City uh, during our time. Uh, but anyway, it just made me think of times where I have definitely overpaid for meals and mm. like been, and I was wondering if you guys have ever had, you heard that one story my friend Chris told about he got stuck with sushi one yes. time he went oh to a sushi place, crazy. ordered, got recommended by the chef. He was at like a special sushi place for his birthday with his girlfriend. And he got, the chef said, oh, you should try this, you know, special sashimi. And ended up being $600 for like five pieces of, of meat. I think it was like yeah. 800 It was 800 Yeah, well, was by the, the time they realized, the like, blowfish. maybe we should check on the price of this. They had only yeah. had like five pieces total and it was 800 bucks in. Yeah, That's but ridiculous. like those two pieces of sushi were 300 each. Or, it's ridiculous. Oh it's so funny that you mentioned that because I literally yesterday, or the day before we have a bucket list restaurant we want to go to and mm-hmm. you plan your trip around booking this restaurant mm-hmm. so we're going to or trying to get into french laundry right and so oh, wow. it's it's going to be and it's one of those things where you look at the reservations and for months they're booked up so it's not like hey we're going to be there in april can we get a table it's like oh there's a table in april i guess that's when we're going right we'll go wow. so yeah, yeah. And so then it's like a month's rent it is well the one they they the one they were doing which I didn't want to do anyway but it was like a caviar pairing with everything but it was oh a set god. menu of a thousand dollars a person. Oh my god! That's so so it's that's when I looked at it with Sue. I was like, we're not doing that one. She's like, no, but I don't want to do the caviar. People say it's either. worth it, right? Like people, yeah. I mean, when you're yeah, yeah. So oh that's a bucket list thing for me. I'd like to give that a shot. There's two things I wanted I want to do because I very rarely plan stuff like that i want to go to french laundry and i want to see adele in concert oh so wow those are the two yeah, things i really like that will also so. cost a thousand dollars yeah but that, that i think i think that'll be i think that's doable the tickets to yeah, adele i think for sure for sure but that so that we're gonna plan we'll plan a vegas trip around seeing adele yeah but i really like adele and i'd like to see her in concert i think she'd be phenomenal so that is something i definitely want that would be fun we um we when we went to Thailand on our that actually that walk where I told you guys um when I was like can we go can we walk to this thing and she was like yes the freeway walk (laughs) on that walk we stopped at a fruit cart it was our very first day there so I didn't have time to like figure out exactly what the conversion rate is for everything but we stopped at a fruit cart where you know they put some spicy stuff on the fruit and we shared one large container of fruit and they told us how much how much it was, and I ha- just handed them the money, and then walked away. And I was like, I don't, I don't think that that oh, no. actually made sense. I, I I I don't think that made sense. And I was, and he was like, why? And I said, I think we we may I think have I just, just spent them. like fifteen American dollars for a thing. <laughs> yeah. It was supposed to be like a dollar, like right. a U.S. Yeah. American dollar, and they literally just took one look at us and were like. It's, it's thirty eight thousand. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, right, well, here you good, go. good for them. <laughs> you lost fifteen dollars. They ate for a month, Danielle. I'm like, not, <laughs> I am not complaining. The fifteen dollars is probably what we would have spent out here for the fruit. Right, for fruit. Exactly. What I'm saying is, I definitely was like, they that was not what they would have charged anyone else. Right. That right. was definitely not yeah. what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys ever eat at the Pacific Dining Car downtown? Do you remember that yes, place? I remember I that, place. that place. That place was oh, crazy expensive. It was too. so cool. So I. 
I lived downtown. You remember I moved downtown and then I found out of the Pacific dining cars. It's, it's, it, it was in a train car. It was like a yeah. famous, like it was a big police thing, right? Like a lot of cops went there or whatever, but it was like super expensive. And I, I had heard like, oh, it's this fancy restaurant. And so I took, I decided to take my dad and his mother. So my grandmother and my dad, cause they were, I don't know why it was just the two of them. They must've been visiting me in LA or my grandmother must've been coming down for a special trip with my, my dad or whatever. And so I was like, I'm going to take them out to a nice restaurant. I've heard about the Pacific dining car. And I think we went for brunch. It wasn't even dinner. It was brunch. And, um, I was like, I'm buying, I'm getting this. And my, my, my dad couldn't eat. He ordered food. And was so stressed out about how much money, like he, he, he could not eat. We, we like, he like started eating and then just had to go to the bathroom and, and throw up. And I remember I was like, it's okay. What? Like I, I'm making the, this is, you know, but it was like, but just like, it was just so Wait, he threw up from the price or the food from the price. Like he could how not swallow food. It? Well, you know, like hundreds of dollars for whatever. It was like Pacific Dining. I don't know. Yeah, like, it's expensive. But I was yeah. trying to be, I, like here I thought at the age of 16, 17, that right. I was like taking my dad out, taking my grandma out. And it totally stressed my dad out to a degree wow. that like he couldn't eat. Um, and like, I'll never forget that. I was just like, oh God, you know, it's okay that I have this. Uh, but you know, he just couldn't handle it. Right. Yeah. And I remember my grandmother like ordered, of course, like the cheapest thing. Oh <laughs> my God. Like, it was just like, she ordered like an egg, egg. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, it's okay, guys, please let Aww. me do this. I don't yeah. mind paying a ton for food if it's worth it. I mind, you know, getting a crappy what? meal and then getting hundreds ridiculous. of dollars for Ugh. bad food. And it happens. But you don't though. know until you already order that's it. The I mean, thing. That's it happens. <laughs> and then you're like, you've got to be kidding me. This isn't very good. We just ate, well, but we were just in New York. That Vietnamese place was pretty darn good. Mm. Oh, yeah. Van yeah, Da yeah. was amazing. That, that place. But you was know, great. A, a lot of times it's, you can tell when you walk in and like, the decor is where they spent all their money. Right. I'm yeah. always like, not a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, you know, if it's, if it's like so hip and so much money went into like the setting, which can be nice. The atmosphere is important. I yeah. like a good atmosphere, but when that's like really like over the top, I'm always like, that's what I'm paying for yeah. <laughs> more than the food. <laughs> My mother-in-law used to love for Christmas, we'd go to Lowry's every year and celebrate. Uh, we'd get love the minute they open up their Christmas reservations, like it, they do it like right around. It's probably time to ah, time to figure it out. I need to put it in my calendar. But they, it's like hard to get a reservation. They decorate for yeah. Christmas and it's a gorgeous steakhouse, um, prime rib. And uh, mm. we we carry on the tradition now that she's passed. We carry on the tradition we write down when the reservations are open, we make a reservation and we take the kids uh, in honor of her for our That's Lowry's sweet. prime rib dinner. And it's super expensive. And she so used good. to say every time she'd be like, this is the one time of year we do it. Enjoy it. We don't do it often. Enjoy it. And so um, it's a really fun little tradition that we, that we carry That's on great. for her. So when you find nice. a good place that you love, it can absolutely be worth We just every booked penny. a New Year's place uh, <gasps> in Mystic, Connecticut, because that's Ooh. where we're going to be for New Year's. Back, back where we got married, and Cute. I was checking like every week, calling the place, and they're like, no, sorry, we're not, we're not open yeah. for reservations yet. Not. And I called on the day. The guy was like, I actually just opened them up. Like, tw You'll be the Yay! first one on the list. I was like, oh, yeah. So we, that's amazing. we got our favorite restaurant for, in Mystic for, for uh, New Year's. It's gonna well, be Which is not Mystic can, Pizza, I take No. It is not Mystic Pizza, though. That's where our, <laughs> yeah, that's where you guys had your rehearsal that's our dinner, wedding right? rehearsal yeah. dinner was, which was great. Yeah, you were there. It was a ton that's of fun. That's cute. Yeah. Well, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. And I am officially hungry. <laughs> and I'm Will Fordow. 
We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh... Every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So today we are recapping Season 3, Episode 20, I Never Sang for My Legal Guardian. It originally aired May 3rd, 1996. The synopsis, Sean becomes frustrated over the disappearance of his birth father, just as Mr. Turner contemplates taking on a bigger role. Also, Eric becomes a tutor. 
It was directed by David Trainer. It was written by Kevin Kelton. What did you guys think? Overall impressions before I get into who our guest cast was? That was good. That's Great. Good. Yeah, a I, solid episode. I thought it was boring. Really? <laughs> I did. I thought it was boring. I thought it was the quintessential episode of not knowing what to do with a bunch of different characters. I thought the B story was weird and not that great. Um, I'm, I, I, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't awful, but it certainly wasn't one of my favorite episodes. Ooh, I, uh, loved I feel it. like this was an episode that that they probably had been holding on to until the end of the season. Yeah, right. you know. So for me, it tied up the Sean storyline in such a nice way. I was like, oh right, We're, it feels like this could have happened right after you know, the double lie or like one yes. of the earlier sure. episodes from the season. So I feel like this, it, I guess it was just satisfying to tie up like, all oh, right, we're back into like this storyline. But since ever since Chet entered the show, you've been kind of waiting for this. So that was the right. end of second season. So for me, I feel like this is, it's starting to feel like the, you know, the serialization of Boy Meets World is really coming together. And, yeah. and, and of course, just the Sean storyline, just, it's great. I was like, wow, yeah. this is, it was okay. I care. Yeah, okay. I I loved the episode. I loved the the storylines. I will say, um, you know, there is no other. There's a lot of different ways I want to come at this. One is that sometimes we get criticism for holding Boy Meets World to maybe a higher standard than we would most other 90s sitcoms, especially mm-hmm. kids sitcoms. Right. And to a certain extent, people are right. It's a Friday night kids slash family show. Sure. And you're going to have some episodes that are just going to be played for jokey joke laughs. And and there's not going to be like this deeper boy meets world stuff. (laughs) But then you get an episode like this, where at the end of the episode, it's all rosy and happy. And yet every single person watching knows it absolutely is not that something bad is going to happen. This is not going to work out. This, everyone feels somehow a little bad about the positive ending of a show. You can't tell me that's a regular old 90s sitcom. That's actually, that's kind of a drama. It's also very high level. Now, here's my question. Do you think back in the day, we can say that now because we know where it's going. Do you think back in the day when you saw it your first time, when it ended that way, people really thought this isn't going to go well? Yes. See, I don't know. And I'll tell you why. When we get into the actual scene, I'll tell you why. Okay. There There are some beautiful, subtle, absolute nods to the fact that what's going on on Chet's end is a little make believe. Sure, absolutely. And so I think it is very obvious for anyone who's who's paid attention that mm, this is not the ending of Turner having done everything he's done for Sean and the relationship they've formed. And no one, I think, is thinking, wow, look at that. All it took was for Sean to say something like, I need you and I or think Corey, you need me. Right. And then for, well, no. for Corey to go after him. And then that all of a sudden changes his mind. I, I think everyone I think, knows. I think, I think the bottom line is the, the audience, because even, even if you're not going to be forward thinking enough to like worry or to, to know that Chet's going to let him down again, I think that there's just the tension that is left when you, you kind of want Turner and Sean to be together again. Yeah. Like yeah, you kind of think that- you know that Turner's better for Sean in some ways. Yes. And so even though it's a happy ending that Sean gets his dad back, there's still this sense of like, oh, but I wanted 
Sean and Turner to like yeah. work their right. stuff out and they don't work it out. You know, are they, are they work it out? They, they, but you know, the fact that he doesn't become the legal guardian and you kind of think that it would be good for Turner too. Yeah. Like that's just, that's yeah. just bittersweet, right? It's yeah. a bittersweet right. ending. And that's, I love that, that, you know, that bittersweetness is, is what makes a great sitcom. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting, I was getting a little tired of angsty Sean for the 19th episode in a row where it's. Oh, dude, uh, buckle up. I know. Yeah, but four that's more seasons. I know, but it was. <laughs> all it is. I, it was it's like. I, also, this to me, I always say it's the quintessential one, but it, there was no reason to waste Alex's time on this show. No, agreed. He did totally. not need to be on Boy Meets World at all, and he could have gone off and started a much better career on a different show because well, they never used him right. He did. But that's what I mean. Did. They never right. used it. They had right. no idea what they're doing with this guy. Right. He did not need to be there. I feel like we were wasting his time, and so this was the one where I was like, Absolutely. What, what the hell is this guy even doing here? Yeah, well, Absolutely. I'm sure... Yes, in hindsight, you're absolutely right. And at the time, I think Alex was thrilled to have the paycheck. Of course, of so, course. You know, I'm and we love he- him to death. But God, Gosh. what a waste of this man! I know it's, it's like true. I feel like they had given up by this point. Yeah, the yeah. writers had given up. Did I think he they, have you know, a single episode that was just about his character, the way everyone well, else the one, has? Unfortunately, the it's the one. Oh right, the gender bud was he was the teacher. That yeah, was right. great. That's right. a great episode. Uh, but then uh, the other one I was thinking is that the 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 subway episode had you know it was just him and Turner had their own beast right. right with the crazy right. but it wasn't women, great. Yeah. You know, the crazy ladies, right? And that was just a bummer of a storyline for them because I mean it probably yeah. would have been better if he had been more established. But right. yeah, other than that, no. And I think yeah. I think what happened is they did the fifties episode. They wrote him an entire scene, rewrote it without. Mm-hmm. Where he now he just only has like two lines or whatever to get Pat Morita in there, and I think they just gave up. Yeah, um, it seems like it. Checked out. Is yeah. he in fourth season? I don't no, know. I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. so. This is it? Yeah. And I think Tony only has a couple episodes left, right? I mean, Tony comes back for fourth season, but not as a regular. No, no. I think I he did two season. seasons of the show. Yeah, pretty sure two, he did two, and two and a full seasons and then a little. This is it. Well, we are like five episodes away from never seeing Tony again. So crazy. Oof. Yeah. Okay, so guest starring the return of Blake Clark as oh, so Chet good. Hunter. So we have good. been waiting, mm-hmm. and here With he a haircut. is. Yes, oh, so he's good. Cut. He's all marine cut. Yeah, he and is. Bobby Phillips as Luann, Bobby Jacoby as Jeff Lacey. We had Melvin in the 1990 classic Tremors, as well as Homeboy Number Two in Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Frank Novak as a desk sergeant, a well-established character actor with appearances on Perfect Strangers, Seinfeld, Friends, Mad Men, and mm-hmm. Scrubs. But he also played Henry Kissinger in the Watchmen movie. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we had Cindy A. Laura as Anita. Worth noting, her only other role was as Party Girl number one in Bikini Hotel, oh. a film I had not heard of. Re- what? You haven't heard of Bikini uh, Hotel? Shocking. And was she good, was party girl number one. So. Bikini Hotel 2 was better. It really caught the stride. Also worth noting. This time it's personal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, I Never Sing for My Legal Guardian, is uh, a reference to the 1970 drama slash musical starring Gene Hackman called I Never Sang for My Father. Interesting. So. I, hmm. I normally, if I don't remember an episode at all, which this one I did not remember at all, uh-huh. I will have some sort of inkling of remembering the title. Right. I don't remember yeah. ever even hearing this title. Right. It's a weird title. It's a weird title. And when I saw it, I was like, is that really the name of this episode? I don't remember this yeah. at all. Well, it ties in with our Daniel's Red Jalopy uh, 
jalopiness mm-hmm. of Boy Meets World, which yeah. is I never sang for my father from 1970 must have been impactful or important to someone, whether yeah. that's Kevin Kelton or whether that's Michael Jacobs or somebody else in the room. But somebody decided those two things probably went together and they decided to name it that. But it means absolutely nothing to us. Yes, exactly. So let's jump into our recap. We start in the school hallway. Corey runs at Sean, who looks like he's wearing a floral kimono in this. Like the Everybody's shirt is- got the mm-hmm. longest shirts or sweaters that I've ever... We've gone from layers to length. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing <laughs> what's going on there. So Corey is warning him they're going to be late for class. Sean is on the payphone trying to check his messages. I do not remember that being a thing. Do you guys remember that? Really? Absolutely. You- yeah. Really? Sure. You'd have to have your code to type mm-hmm. in what is like, you know, yeah, you have oh to call gosh. home to your answering machine and then type in. Oh, you wait for the beat. Yes. You have to hit, wait, you have to hit star I while the, answer, the announcement's going out and then type you in your code. Your code. code. Yeah. And then you right. could like erase messages, replay, yep. save them or whatever. That was yeah. the thing. If like an ex knew your code, they could get in and change your message. Right. They could do any right. of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow, and then, there, and then people got voicemail, which we, you would obviously be able to do that right. from wherever. But yeah, wow. you used to have to call your old self, your yeah. own, your old, your own answering machine. Wow, like, oh, I no. forgot all about that until we just walked through all those steps, and then I vaguely <laughs> remember. Yeah, I did used to be able to do that. Yep. So crazy. So Mr. Turner appears from his classroom, or maybe it's the boys' bathroom, or maybe it's Feeny Weenie's office, depending on what floor of the tower we are on. Yep. <laughs> and Sean asks him for his secret code. Corey quickly answers, it's 1434. Mr. Turner asks, how do you know my secret code? Without hesitation, Corey says, easy. It's the same as your bank card. Oh, I owe you 40 bucks. So did he what go is- into his wallet and steal his bank card? Yes, and, and then actually took cash out. And this yeah. bumps me a lot because... Why is Corey so comfortable with Turner? Like, if this were Sean, I could see it being like, oh, wow, talk about the boundary crossing. But because they live together and he's kind of like a father figure. But Corey, Corey yeah. feels comfortable enough hmm. with Turner to do this. Yeah, apparently. I kind of liked it. I don't know. It didn't bother, it didn't <laughs> I bother me. I it was sort of like, I mean, in general, I thought this was a good integration of Corey in this episode because- yeah. You know, n- normally, if you're going to have Sean take over the storyline this much, Corey has completely disappeared. Right. And in this one, Ben has some fun stuff. He's funny. This and is he one of my favorite chords. drive the story forward. Yeah. But this you is know? my favorite chord. This is what we were saying in the right. episode Comedy with like guy. Blue Fuzzy, where he comes yes. in and yes. somebody else is taking the lead right. of the show and he comes in and has some of the greatest one-liners yes. and all that. And they right. took it slightly to the next level in this one where at this point now he's driving parts of the story. But that's yeah. my favorite kind of Corey. And I think right. yeah. I think this will go away. My guess is in the next episode or two, it's going to be all about Topanga again. And that's yeah, going to set up, up season four. Well, yeah. Season. I mean, yeah. we can tell just because the next episode, we can tell that it's our our Florida episode, which is. Oh, is it? Is that the next one? Yeah. Oh, wow. I never yeah. looked oh, forward. Wow. I am boggled. Was that a no, I don't look forward either. The, na- the name, when you watch, if you watch on Disney Plus, it comes right up. Like the oh, minute really? the episode ends, it says oh, the, na- okay. the name of the next episode. And I was like, it's something like, it says Disney in it. Oh no, happiest place on earth. Oh, uh, okay. So it is. And yeah. so I was like, we already go to Florida? I cannot believe that. We, I can't, let's not, we cannot <laughs> even dive into that. I, I haven't seen the episode yet, but I'm already flabbergasted. <laughs> Amazing. So, Sean says his dad hasn't called in two weeks and Mr. Turner tells him not to worry too much. There could be a million reasons. Corey agrees. Yeah. Didn't he say he was on his way to the Vatican to visit his old friend, the Pope? Well, there's only one phone and it's in the Pope's bedroom and you do not want to go in there. So Sean was hoping he'd get to see his dad and he takes off. Corey tells Turner, we got a big problem with Sean. I mean, this one goes way beyond puberty. Which (laughs) I say all the time. 
Do you? I, do you? I had no idea where that was from, but I always oh, say this it's is the beginning of a great tradition. The other one I remember that's coming up probably next season is anchovy. Anchovy. Oh, yes. Anchovy. Remember anchovy? Yes. I'm a little, he's like a circling shark and I'm a little anchovy. And yes. I go, you mean anchovy? Yeah, anchovy. anchovy. It's like such a basic, <laughs> dumb joke, but it works so well. Gosh, I love it. They did the exact same thing. Puberty. Yeah, puberty. Yeah, puberty. Yeah, puberty. Yeah, puberty. <laughs> It's yeah, so like just funny. that Corey does. I don't. Why is it so funny? It doesn't. Is it is the joke that just Corey has never said this word aloud and he's only read it, so he just mispronounces? It? I don't know what the joke is. I don't know either. But it works. It works. It just works. I love that it's just a little idiosyncratic thing to have mm-hmm. about a character where they yeah. just say certain words a little wrong, wrong or different, but with a hundred percent confidence. Like I just love it. I do that so, in my real life all the time. Do you? <laughs> oh, all the time. Well, this one reminds me of, I mean, because some people do say mature right, as mature. opposed to mature. Right. right. And like that is a debate, right? Like yeah. right. you can say it both ways. So yeah. it, it kind of works with puberty. 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 <laughs> I mean, puberty. Oh, puberty. Puberty. <laughs> so Mr. Turner corrects him. You mean puberty. Corey nods and says, yeah, puberty. So Corey says he has to get Chet out here. Sean hasn't seen him since he took off after his mom, which was a year ago. So timeline of Boy Meets World hints. We're we're at about a year mark. Mr. Turner admits, I don't think he's coming back real soon, Matthews. He reveals that a few months back, Chet Chet sent the paperwork to make him Sean's legal guardian. Corey is shocked and understands why Sean's been so bummed out lately. Mr. Turner agrees. It's a big step for him and for me. It's difficult enough just living together in that mouse hole of an apartment. And Corey tells him he has to do something. Turner agrees. Yeah, I do. Corey says, you know what? You're a good guy. Here's the 30 bucks I owe you. He corrects him. 40. Corey nods. That's a good memory. And walks away. See, I love this. I, I love great. this. Inserting Corey into Sean's drama. That, that Corey yeah. is taking on Sean's drama right. is so great. It's I such agree. a great story device. Like, because, you know, I can be the engine, you know, and, and I can bring the stakes, but then Corey has to feels a need to do something about it, and bringing him and Turner together for that, like we're in on this together. We care about this person. I That's love all that. My only yeah. thing I bumped against, and by the way, it's not a major thing. My only thing is I could never imagine Corey doing this to Feeney, and I would right. actually, as a as a character, I would think Corey would be like, I can't do that. It's Mister Turner. Like even even him. So for me, my only bump up against it was that that requires a level of boundary crossing that I feel like Corey wouldn't do. Corey wouldn't do. I could totally see Sean doing it, especially with Mr. Turner, because, hey, John, we share a house. It's I was going to pay you back like I could see that. So but I love everything else you're saying. I just kind of bumped against, whoa, what is this new Corey who feels so comfortable with Mr. Turner? He's he's taking on a little bit more of confidence we haven't seen him have before but i love the way he's that's inter- also integrated in the story exactly what feeney warned against though was that if he's going to live with yeah. you with you and his you know you're crossing a line there's that blur of teacher friend whatever it is and now we see it starting to leak into Corey as well where it's yep you know it's like that's oh yeah it's just you know my my best friend is living with this guy it's like well no that's still your teacher still mr so, turner yeah, not yeah, just yeah. john yeah We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, 
Whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh... Every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Well, then we're in Turner's apartment. Sean and Turner enter with Sean in mid-complaint. I'm just saying, I didn't like any of the apartments we saw. Turner tells him to be specific, and Sean clarifies, the first one, absolutely no furniture. (laughs) Turner clarifies, it was an unfurnished unfurnished apartment. Mr. Turner questions why he's being so difficult, and Sean begs to differ. He didn't mind the nice duplex in a condo community, but you said it was too expensive. 
Corey runs into the apartment excitedly. Good news, the duplex in the condo community. I talk them down and look what they're throwing in. He opens a binder full of sample carpets. Corey advises they go with the shag because it feels good in between your toes. And like this, I love this. Peak Corey. I love it. Nerdy Corey. The best where Corey is now suddenly a realtor because he realizes Mm -hmm. that there are perks and he gets super into it and he throws himself full bore. I love that. Yep. Yeah. Really good. So Sean asks, what's wrong with right here? We have furniture everywhere and the neighbors, the best, wonderful people who mind their business. On cue, Eli walks in telling a neighbor to quit looking at him like that. Turner asks what's going on and Eli responds, remember when Mrs. Dupacek's husband died and she said she would never look at another man? She's over him and I'm scared. Turner says, you know, you could do worse than Mrs. Dupacek. In fact, I've seen you do worse than Mrs. Dupacek. How many times could I say Mrs. Dupacek? In this recap, not even being sure how to say it. That's let's, true. Let's see. So far, three. Let's see how many more. <laughs> Eli sarcastically tells him, this building's going to miss that wit when you're gone. And when is that happy day? Mr. Turner sighs, as soon as Sean finds a place that he likes. Sean butts in, since everybody's talking about me like I'm not here, I might as well not be here. He storms out, but Corey tells Mr. Turner he thinks moving into a new apartment is brilliant. Then Corey runs out of the apartment shouting after Sean, wait up, I've got some linoleums that will knock your socks off. And this is so this is where angsty Sean started to get nobody was talking about you like uh, talking about Sean like he wasn't there. He was part of the conversation. Then the conversation went between the. It wasn't like they're deciding his life while he's not there at all. It it wasn't. Well, if they're going to talk about it, it's like they weren't doing that even a little bit. Not even slightly. He's he's, yeah. he's acting out. Yes. Yeah. And it was he's feeling hurt. It was he's he's feeling big yes. it was, And he is hurt. It was. And, yes. Uh, it was a little much for me. About it. it was a little he's much for me. Mope about like, it. Well, get ready, mope. Will. You got four seasons of mopey, <laughs> exactly. angsty, in your face with his emotion, Sean. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Were you? Were you? He's a motion. Uh, too much for you? Too much for you? Oh, yes. Huh? Oh, yeah, so do, do, do you need me on this podcast? I'm just going to go. No, it's fine, dude. You know what? If you guys are all just going to talk about me when I'm right here. Yeah, if you're just going to, like, what? Was it my acting? Was it my acting? No, it's fine. I'll just go. You got to get the, the up higher. Whatever. I'm just going to sign acting? off. My acting? What? My acting? God. <laughs> I will say. I loved this episode. I wish they did find a different exit for Sean because I also thought the same thing. Well, he just said one thing, which yeah. is when Sean finds a place that he lives. I And I wish there could have been maybe a little bit more of like a joke of like, all right, you know, you guys make your jokes. I'm going to go meet up with so anything just because I understand yeah. why they needed to get you, why sure. they needed to get Sean out of the apartment. But I did think um, he could have found, a, there could have been a different exit for yeah, you. From zero to real fast. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Gonna be that way this for- is also peak Ben. Like he's, he's this, everything we're saying, all of the, it is so funny. Him running out. Great. I've got some linoleums that'll knock your right. socks uh, off. This is, peak well, I think in a lot of ways, this, this ending of the season seems to like, we've locked in our characters, yes. you know, like, yeah. yes. and I, you know, for better or worse, like I, I think it's good now. I think I'm going to get real sick of it as it goes on. You know, Will's already sick of it, but I do <laughs> think that this becomes the pattern, right? right. Is that, that Sean is overly emotional uh-huh. um, and uh, sensitive and um, bitchy about it, I guess you could say, Will. Um, and then Corey is this sort of nerdy, like yeah. trying to make everything, you know, right. and, and and neurotic and overthinking things. And like, that, I, that's going to be the dynamic, which yeah. I, you yeah. can see why, right? Because totally. it, it works. Like, especially and you're see, the Ben's side of it is so funny. I think we're going to see it switch a bit, but you were once again and clearly. Season three was Sean was the star of the show. 
I mean, yeah. clearly, the, the entire but, season well, is but, all but, Sean. No, they. I feel like there's the two storylines. There's the Topanga storyline, right. and then yeah. there's the Sean storyline. Yeah, and those are the two things driving this entire season, right? And they they clearly had like kind of three parts of each one, right? Like there's going to be, we're going to break Sean up from his dad. We're going to, uh, we're going to put Corey and Topanga together, break them up and then probably get them back together by the end of the yep. season, which I'm assuming Disney. It's gotta be. Does, yes. Right. Yeah. Be. And so, yeah. Did you guys get back together at Disney, right? That's yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. If we're, fountain, I, don't, right? I don't, I think it may be a two parter. Maybe not though. We yeah. kiss in front of the fountain at Epcot. So that's at the end of that episode, unless it's a two parter episode. Yeah. We only so. have two, two episodes left, so it's God, that's amazing. So, so they're just clearly wrapping up the season yeah. by like s- establishing the Sean thing, you know, finishing out the Sean right. story here, and then they're going to finish out the Corey to Right? Story, they want to yeah. put a bow on the end of season mm-hmm. three, only to break mm-hmm. the bow in season four. Probably that'd be my so. guess. Yeah. Okay, so then we're in the school hallway. Eric runs down the school hallways. Mr. Feeney stops him, saying, "I love the energy of a rededicated and enthusiastic senior." Off to class. Did I say senior. You did. Senior. Cool. Senior, senior year was my favorite anyway. <laughs> In my giant sweater in senior year. <laughs> senior, senior year. I wore a sweater. <laughs> I wore a sweater. <laughs> Eric corrects him. Lunch. Feeney says, it wouldn't be a bad idea if you took this pep to the classroom. And Eric responds, well, if you start serving mashed taters, maybe I will. <laughs> Mr. Feeney says he'll take it under consideration and adds, I have your paper on European monarchies. Eric sees it and shockingly asks, a D? He works really hard. He asks what went wrong. Without hesitation, Feeney responds, I'd have to say the fifth grade when you took that ride in the dryer. A new possibility. A new theory. Yeah. This, so this, there's, there's been happened left on a roller coaster over and what? over. What? This happened to you? This happened to me in you real life. You were in the dryer? Yeah. Wait yeah. a minute. It didn't happen to you unless somebody put you in it. Did you Someone put yourself did. into the dryer? No. I was brother. playing hide and seek with my brother, Greg. Greg. And we had one of those dryers that when you shut the door, it automatically turns on. So he put me in the dryer and shut the door, and I went, until my mom heard it and opened the dryer and got me out. This actually happened to me. You must have been tiny. 20 years old? I was 22. This was last month. No, I was probably four. Oh, my god! Four or five. Yeah. Greg, did your cigarettes get crushed? He claims he didn't know. Did what happen? Did your cigarettes get crushed? Did your cigarettes get crushed? Did it break your camels? He did. My brother crushed my smokes. I will say this. I came out static free. <laughs> well, that's quite a dryer. <laughs> Which is great. But yes, this actually, and I forgot about this line. I think I told Bill about that when I was like, that actually happened to me. And Greg claims to this day it was an accident. I don't believe wow. it. Wow. Yeah, I was in the dryer wow. as a little kid. Famous oh Friedel family gosh. story. Yep. No wonder you're so funny. That's what it is. And that's my hair looks is. like this. That's yeah, exactly. And your hair. Mm-hmm. That's Static what it is. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, another theory. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I love that it immediately becomes a hair reference, though. I mean, it's yeah. the most like Boy yeah. Meets World, Michael Jacobs hair obsession uh, thing to course. be like, otherwise I'd have hair like Corey. Right, yep. exactly. Oh God, because the worst thing that could happen is, is to curly hair. Like Corey. Exactly. Curly hair. <laughs> How yep. dare you with curly hair? So mm. Eric pleads to Feeney, this grade's going to kill my average. Can I do another paper? Mr. Feeney says he has a better idea. Tutoring. Eric questions, I thought all the tutors got together and agreed to never work with me again. Feeney says his thought was to make Eric a tutor. Why? Mm. What? 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 He knows I what mean, he's doing, I though. I mean, I see how being a tutor is good for Eric. Like, of course, if you're going to tutor something, you have to know it inside and out, and it helps you learn the material yourself. So I get that. But, 
I mean, at one point on this show, Eric had less brain activity than a mouse. So I'm not sure this is the best idea for the other children in the yeah. school. Maybe don't give I him th- students. Yeah. I think, I think that's this, not the best thing. storyline in general, it's, it's not horrible, but it feels like it needed one more turn. I agree. Yeah. You know, like the fact that it just works out kind of exactly how you think. Like, right. And even Eric even calls him out. He's like, oh, I see what you did there, Mr. Feeney. And he explains exactly the beats of the story. And then Feeney goes like, yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, where's the extra, like, where's the twist where, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what. So like, I, don't guy tutor, and like, right. I don't know. I just wanted one more, like, turn. Instead, it was like, oh, that, that really is. Because you see it coming. Right. This scene, I was like, oh, he's going to get his grade better by tutoring somebody yeah. who's dumber than him. That's it. That's yeah. the whole story. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, pretty much. But. Feels very first drafty to me. Yeah. Yeah. I still like it. I got to be honest. Yeah, I still no, like totally it. Fine. it wasn't bad. It was fine. Fine. I think that's the perfect word for it. It was fine. Fine. Yeah, yeah. it was fine. Eric it, yeah. laughs and asks him when he took his ride in the dryer, but Feeney's serious and he asks if Eric knows Jeff Lacey. Eric nods. Yeah, he's a guard on the basketball team. Feeney says Lacey has athletic scholarship offers to 20 different colleges, but he needs at least to see average to get in. And Eric says, so if I tutor this kid, he turns pro, makes millions. What do I get out of this? And Feeney responds, the joy of helping someone learn. Eric clarifies, but no money. And Feeney shrugs and admits, you get used to it. You get used to it. I love that. Great teacher. Me too. So good. Nearby, Corey walks up to Sean and asks if he's decided on the condo yet. Corey found out from the landlord that there's another offer, but he did a little dancing and bought us another half day. Sean questions. I'm dancing. Dancing. (laughs) So good. Sean questions, us? Corey, what's in it for you? And Corey excitedly tells him if he rents 10 places, he gets a cruise. (laughs) Sean says there isn't going to be any move. He's been moving around since he was a kid, and he's sick of it. Sean wants the next move to be his last. Corey reminds him, Turner's doing this for him. He's a great friend. Sean agrees, yeah, a friend, emphasizing that he's not his dad. And then we're in Turner's apartment, and Eli is sampling Turner's cooking. John, this does not taste like chicken a l'orange. Turner snaps back, I told you to taste it, not suck the meat off the bone. And Eli replies, someone's got their apron on a little too tight. Turner reveals in 48 hours, he's going to become Sean's legal guardian. It's what he needs. Besides, I've come this far. Might as well go the distance. Perfectly timed, Sean walks in just as Eli stands up to leave. And Eli says, something like that will change your life forever. Sean's confused about Eli's did parting bother words. Any of, did it bother either of you guys that, like, I, I, I didn't get clarity on what legal guardian means mm-hmm. like it seems like this term do you guys know what it means like do you have any sense yes because of- spencer was my legal guardian okay yeah yeah so it's, it's just kind of like a temporary yeah like, it's a- shouldn't john have already been the legal guardian if he's like yes i think he probably well, watching this kid yeah, for not adopting Here's sean he's not becoming right. his right you know it's his not parent. an official adoption because the difference is an adoption you would then be turner's son right like you become right essentially the same right. as blood you're right. his son right a legal guardian is I take legal responsibility for everything this person does as if they were my child, but it's not adoption. Right. And what you have been doing is just, Crashing. I have been, a, I have been a guard. I've been basically doing my best with yeah. this kid. But if right. he were to go say, blow up another mailbox or something, right. no one saw. could hold me legally responsible right. for him. Yes. So it, right, it but is. you also can't legally do anything for him. So like at this point, right. if, if Sean has gotten into trouble, which he has this entire yep. season, this entire year, like if he ends up in a hospital, Turner can't do anything exactly. about it. Turner right. can't. And that's why it's important right. to have a legal guardian. Right. So right. it seems ridiculous that he hasn't 
Well, been a legal guardian this entire year. What I'll say later is that later on, when we're talking with Alan and Amy in the kitchen, and they're like, "Well, what do you, you know?" That's just another temporary situation. I kind of had the like a little light bulb went off and be like, "Wait a minute!" To be honest, this whole season, I haven't felt like you living with Turner was a temporary situation. Right. That was never like brought up along the way of like, well, it's still not sure we're going to stick with this. Like I I had felt like it was more like that had already happened, that he was your legal guardian and that you lived with him. You think it would have been too much for them to have said he was already the legal guardian and there are possible adoption papers. Yeah, that would have been too much. It would have been too far. So what would the next step have been? Yeah, no, I don't know. I guess you're you're right. Like, it it, it just felt like a Band-Aid to me. It felt like a story Band-Aid. It felt like a a term that I was kind of like, wait, because obviously it's about adoption, right? Like, that's what the story, it's it's an adoption storyline. It's like, do you adopt this kid or not? And to put that pressure on Turner and to put that pressure on Sean is great. It's just this legal guardian thing just felt a little iffy to me. I was like, what? If they had just implanted in a previous storyline for Sean to point out to Corey or to somebody else, hey, this is still temporary. It's not like we've, you know, it's not like we've signed any papers or anything. This is like if Sean had reminded everybody this was only temporary a couple more times, maybe this would have felt more like here's the moment. But, you know, it 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 almost I I don't know. You know what scene I would love to have seen back in the back and maybe we kind of saw it a little bit, but maybe more um, in depth would have been like an Alan Mr. Turner scene about yeah. what yes. taking Sean. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. What I want means. more of the, the, the Amy and Alan of it all is, is the weirder part to me. Cause yeah. I feel like they would have stepped in and signed on as legal guardians just in paper, yeah. you know, right. a, a le- like they would have just done it to, so somebody's there for Sean. Right. Um, because it, yeah, it, it seems like it's, it's, it's not as big of a deal for them because they already have kids to like be legally responsible for Sean. And it yeah. seems like they would do that, right? Yeah. Like, and somebody has to be. That's the thing. You seem like Feeney would say, around. like, he can't just crash on your couch. You, if something happens yeah. to this well, kid, you someone's about to be responsible. Like, you can't sign for field trips. Right. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't do anything yeah. Yeah. unless you le- have a legal guardian. Yeah. yeah. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to Books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books, promo code WORLD.
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So Sean is confused about Eli's parting words, and Turner says he thought Sean was eating dinner at the Matthews tonight. Sean says, nah, he's tired. He wants to turn in early. Then Sean notices the chicken a la tang. What's the special occasion? Turner's got a date, but he tells Sean he can easily stretch the meal three ways. Sean goes through the mail. He finally got a letter from his dad. Apparently, he's at a truck stop in Reading. Sean then tosses the envelope in the trash. Turner asks why he did that, and Sean says, that's 50 miles away, John. The least he could do is come visit me. Turner tells Sean he spoke to an attorney today, just a couple of signatures, and he's Sean's legal guardian. Sean's at, Sean asks, I thought you did that months ago. Turner admits he got the forms, he just never got around to filling them out. Sean scoffs, oh, I'm so sorry, my life didn't fit into your, your busy schedule. Turner tries to calm him down. Cut me some slack, I'm just trying to do the right thing. And Sean says, Turner... And Sean says, yeah, I know you are. He leaves and looks at John. Hey, enjoy your date. And my heart just absolutely breaks. Because you wanted some of the chicken. Oh. No. <laughs> for a <laughs> different reason than no. I was like, oh, I want that chicken. No, I just, this is where my heart absolutely breaks for Sean. And I'm fully hooked into Sean Meets World. Like, I I love it. I, it was a little much for me. But, you know, I, I have to remember it's a kid's show. Because, like, I feel yeah. like you could just say, hey, enjoy your date and walk out. Right. But, like, two lines earlier, but instead right. it's going to be, you know, that it's, it's always got to be like a little pushed, a little more explained. Yeah. Sean's got to look him in the eyes and say, oh, wait, you don't care about me, puppy dog. Right. And I was like, that's where the like over. I agree. Acting over. It's not the it acting to me. It. it was the writing to well, me where you need. It's like, how many scenes can he, can somebody say something that's not that big a deal where it's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing my best here where Sean then takes it the wrong way and walks out angry. It's like, exactly. how many times? I mean, if he just, happen? if he just threw, if, if Sean just threw the, the letter away and it was like, well, you know, he's there. He's, 
50 miles away. Could have done it. And then he starts to go out there and John's like, wait, 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 I'm going to get the legal right. paperwork. Oh, you should have done that months ago and close the door. Right. Walk yeah, out. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like, You're yeah. right. Done. It would have had this and it would have felt like, oh God. Yeah, uh, right. But we instead, I've got to stop and stare. And, yeah. Right. Yeah, or even make it like, I, I felt like, I felt like Sean was, was, I don't know, taking everything out on Turner more than he probably should have. And I would like to, they tried to throw in a line here or there. Like, I know you are, John, but I, I can see a softer side of Sean occasion. Like it's, there's an anger about his dad and he doesn't want to take it out on Jonathan. So it's like, I could have played that. I would play that a little more up where it's like, look, like turning at the door and going, I know this isn't you. I just need to figure some stuff out. Like something. But look, I mean, even just that we're having this conversation is a tribute to the complexity of, of Boy Meets World. Of course, you know what I mean? absolutely. Like, like no sitcom has this these this many layers. Yeah. I mean, like my 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 issue, like my complaint right now is that because of the age group of the audience and 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 wanting them, we have to make the subtext text yeah. right. Like yeah. we have to you take have to bracket it. The sort of yeah, we have to explain why Sean is upset. We have to put yeah. it up. But but yeah, like and 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 I think my desire to be more subtle or to make it more clever is of course to make it more of a drama or to make right. it more of a like a, a realistic show than a sitcom really has any right being right sure. like yeah. I, I kind of am wanting it to be like a drama play right um but that's mostly because i do feel for sean yeah. like i do yeah. feel for turner and sean. I, the, the 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 setup is very good the storyline is great and like we've earned it like i yeah. feel like this show yeah. has gotten to a place where so i just kind of wish we we could have gone there. I don't know how. Do you, you know? do you, either of you know? Did anybody, any producers, writers, anybody that were was involved with the show, did any of them adopt somebody? Because this isn't the first time this comes up. We do it later with Tommy. There's like adoption yeah. is kind of a theme on our show. Does anybody know if any? I, I think it just adopted? goes along with the theme of the you don't have to be blood to be family. So I it don't does, know about definitely. an adoption. I just wondering I if that the somebody. idea of community and taking care of each other it is yeah. is a big sure. theme for yeah. you know. Yeah. So then we are in Chubby's. Eric is tutoring Jeff. New character alert. He's at Chubby's. And while Eric's asking him questions, Jeff has a fry basket pressed up against his face. He's wearing that very cool John Adams Letterman jacket. Eric asks, all right, Jeff, here's an easy one. Who was the king of France before Louis XIV? Jeff's confused. Eric encourages him. Come on, this is going to be on the test. It's Louis the... Jeff answers, king? king. <laughs> Eric turns king it Louis. into a game. All right, last minute of play. You answer one question. We win the big game. Just then, two girls walk up to the booth, and one asks Jeff, is that your Porsche outside? Jeff looks at Eric and shouts, yes, we win! Jeff Insorcelled. asks... Totally ensorcelled. Yep. <laughs> Jeff asks if the ladies would care for a little ride. Eric avoids looking at the girls... Because we know Eric likes girls, 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 girls. Girls. He tells Jeff, look away because they're studying. And Jeff asks, is that all you straight C students care about? Which I love that line. (laughs) So funny. Eric ensures him no, but he promised Feeney. Besides, you can't fit four people in a Porsche. Jeff turns to Eric and says, we can if they sit on your lap. Eric jumps up and says, break time. Eric asks Jeff who painted the Sistine Chapel. And Jeff answers correctly, Michelangelo. Then he tells Eric, "Ah, I'm just kidding. And he asks who the real painter was. As they walk up the stairs, that was that was his only scene. No, he's Wasn't in another it? scene. Does he come in? He comes, he comes back in the hallway. He's come he? back. Yeah, he comes back. Does he? There's another. Yeah, there's an. There's. I, I mean, don't think he does. I think that's it. Well, we'll find out. Oh, yeah, are they almost pretty, there now. Pretty sure that's it. I think because because Feeney hands Eric the test. Yeah, but I thought there's another studying scene. I thought you have another scene with him. No, no I don't. I, don't I didn't. I thought. So. I thought we saw him in the hallway walking around. All right, but maybe not. I don't know. Oh. I thought that was it. 
Well, we're in the Matthews kitchen. Eric barges into the kitchen announcing to Alan, Amy, and Corey that he had a waste of a night. I just spent three hours in a Porsche speeding around with a pretty girl in my lap. (laughs) Alan sarcastically responds, I hate it when that happens. Amy asks, who has a Porsche? And Corey butts in, the school's all-American point guard is being tutored by the school's all-American cheese head. Eric tells Corey to go get the phone, and he smacks him on the head when Corey says he doesn't hear I don't hear like ringing. Corey being mean to Eric. I don't either. I don't like it. I don't, I don't, I don't think don't this like is it. funny. I don't like it. I don't think it's worth it. Nope. I don't like making fun of Eric being, I don't know. I don't, you know, like, I like when Corey is, like, I like when all the characters are baffled by Eric's lack of intelligence. Yeah. yeah. And sort of like, what? You don't, you don't, but when Corey, like, is pointedly making fun of him, I was like, no, dude, stop that. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. It really rubbed me the wrong way. It was weird. It sounded like, like it a Morgan line. It sounded yes, like exactly. a Morgan oh, line that they yeah, gave Morgan to Corey. Yeah, should have been saying it. Yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. totally. That but definitely. The, yeah, the second Ben said it, I was like, whoa. And then when you, like, hit him, I was like, yeah, do yeah, it. Like, that's what it's care. supposed to be. Big <laughs> yeah, brother beating up it. on the little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how but it's supposed to be. But I also didn't, I always didn't, I didn't love it when Eric was too mean to Corey either. No, I don't know. Like, no, I, know. I, I guess I just don't like insult humor all that much. I know. But our show, it really doesn't fit. Yeah. I agree. I don't know. I agree. Amy says she's proud yet confused. Alan asks if they could be sued, which I also thought was a, an interesting line. Can we be sued? Just then, Sean bursts through the door and says hello to Amy and Alan, then quickly asks if they can leave. They both tell him no, and he says, dang, I need another plan. Corey suggests they just go outside. Here, here angsty Sean meets dumb Sean a little bit, which I kind of like. I was like, it's funny. It's like, I don't have a plan. I don't know about you guys, but I was staring at this leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Just hoping a flap was going to go open and we could see like see a, the a, inside a, something like that. Yeah. Now I am just staring at I this study thing. study it every single Me episode. Too. Trying to, it's mm. not a bomber. Yeah, not a I'm bomber jacket. staring it at this has, thing. It has, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. oh, no. You're not even allowed to sing the song oh, anymore. No. Writer, stop it. You're not allowed. Memory, memory. Yeah, hold on to the memories because that's all we have. Because you <laughs> cannot keep your hands. On yeah, the hold on to the jacket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hold on to the bag. So they go outside and Sean says, now that your parents have left the room, what are you doing tonight? Corey responds, well, I'm showing a three bedroom at 730, but after that, I'm free as a bird. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> so oh, funny. So good. Uh, it's runner, man. It's so funny. <laughs> that is the best joke. <laughs> Sean says they're going to see his dad. He's in Reading, which is less than an hour away by motorcycle. Corey's excited. He's in. He questions if Turner will be able to fit them both on his bike, though. And Sean says, Turner isn't coming. It's just you and me. And we hear a loud ooh yeah. from the audience. They can sense trouble when they see it and are somewhat instructed by the audience warm-up guy to react loudly. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking, like, how different is this than what they did to go to Feeney's cabin, right? Yeah. Like, and yet, you, can, you it's, it's a fine line, and it's interesting that the show's walking it because, like, it's, you could tell that Sean's thinking, this is normal shenanigans yeah. with Corey, and then that you have to make a distinction because Corey would probably just go. I mean, Corey does, right? He does yeah. this mission with Topanga. Right. Like a scene later. But we take so the bus. Take what the is, bus. But right, you're exactly. on a motorcycle. You're on a full-size right. Harley you at 15. You drive a motorcycle. But doesn't it seem like the very obvious thing right now is that Corey says, no, but let's take the bus and let's go. Right. Yeah, I mean, yes. And they'd go. Yeah. Right. So like what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But then we you know, wouldn't but you get But you got to make sure that flip. Sean crosses yeah. a line. And of you're course. not in jail. So Corey yeah. nervously tells Sean to count him out. Sean ensures him, it's just a little field trip. What's the worst that could possibly happen? Optical, Optical flip. flip. Police station. We cut right to a police officer telling Sean he has one phone call. And Sean jokes, you guys really say that, huh? That was cute. And then we take a commercial this break. This kind of bums me out that we don't 
ever see the motorcycle. Mm. Like, doesn't it feel like, did, no. doesn't it feel like such a cheat that I never, like, even if, and obviously we're not going to see me riding a motorcycle mm-hmm. down the freeway or whatever, but like just seeing the bike somewhere, like, I don't know. It's kind of a cheat. I think the bike has made enough of a cameo. <laughs> I think mm. we can picture the bike. The mm. bike doesn't need its own shot. You just wanted an excuse to ride a motorcycle. Can you see Sean riding a motorcycle? With your does leather you, jacket? Does, yeah, you're a fast guy. Not one, not a full-size Harley at 15. Do I take, I take, I mean, obviously the helmet is in the apartment the next scene. But no, I was you like, actually just am, hold the helmet like this. Like in, that's what I was thinking the same thing. Uh, while just, riding that, the That's how you think it's supposed to be, just because that's how Turner <laughs> that's always has the it. only way you've seen it with Turner. <laughs> with an X-Men on the front, on yes. the handlebars. Just you have a sidecar, and the X-Men is in the sidecar. Exactly. Tony's <laughs> accent, by the way, completely gone this episode. <laughs> he is once again from Westport, Connecticut. <laughs> what do you mean, Matthews? What do you mean? It's like, I don't know, Corey Matthews. You should not be riding. A motorcycle, Sean. <laughs> Do you have some disdain for him? Disdain. What are you saying? <laughs> My disdain for My you. My disdain. <laughs> so then we come back into Turner's apartment. Sean and Turner walk in. Turner is frustrated. Nice way to spend a date, a little dinner, a little wine, and a little prison. Sean jokes, <laughs> at least you got dinner. Turner isn't playing. He says it was stupid and dangerous, and he it was a dangerous stunt he pulled. What if he lost control of the bike? And Sean yells, I didn't. Turner reminds him he could have hurt someone and Turner would be legally responsible. Sean says, oh, that's why you're so upset. You don't want to be legally responsible for me. Turner says, that's a cheap shot and you know it. Sean fights back and asks why he took his sweet time to file for guardianship. Turner wonders if this is what everything's about. And Sean argues, this is what everything's about. It's my life. Chet and Turner both have their lives and Sean feels like he has nothing. Turner says he would have taken him to see his dad. And Sean says he's tired of feeling like a guest wherever he goes. Turner understands. Going from a single guy to raising a 15-year-old was not on my to-do list. I offered to get us a bigger place. You don't want any part of it. And in this moment, I really loved Turner. I love Turner. But I feel like in this episode, he talked a little too much to Sean about all of the changes it's meant for him. Mm-hmm. I felt like I love that this is a major life change for Turner and Turner should talk about it with Eli. I can even see him talking about it with Corey. Yeah. But I did feel like this is- He would withhold some of this. He wouldn't make Sean feel bad about it. Exactly. That's the the same thing about, you know, subtext becoming text. It's like, I think if Turner held back in these scenes, it would be, it would be, it it would require more- work on the audience's part to lean in and understand his motivations. Right. But you're right. I, it, it could have very easily been an aside with Eli. To someone else. Yeah. A yeah. great that, scene that's with a smart Eli. way to do it. Yeah. yeah. It a, a scene with Eli would have been nice. I think they just ran out of time. Yeah. Um, you know, plus we get the the war of the leather jacket, sensitive leather jacket wearing guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He's got no, his brown he's, leather he's jacket. Brown I got one. my black leather jacket yeah. and we are, we are sensitively fast, coming at each other. Sensitive, fast guys. Yeah, well, I'm hurt. Yeah, but I'm more hurt. I'm hurt but I'm hurt more. <laughs> but, but I'm a kid. But yeah, I'm but, a, I'm a go- yeah, but I'm a single guy. <laughs> you guys are both from New York. <laughs> so Sean snaps back. Well, you've had the guardianship papers for months and you still haven't filled them out yet. Turner sighs. Well, maybe we're both afraid to make this living arrangement permanent. Mm. Sean agrees. Maybe they are. And we get a nice little emotional music swell to end the scene. Emotional music swell. While you guys are both in leather jackets. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting... 
Will, what, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh... Every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. And then we're in the Matthews living room. Corey answers the door and it's Sean with a box and a duffel bag saying he's got good news, Corey. Corey reminds him, there's no such thing as good news before I've had my grape nuts. <laughs> I love old man Corey. It's, it's one of my favorite it's things ever. Oh, yep. it's the best. Pretty Corey. wonderful. Yep. Sean says he's going to store some stuff at the house before he settles in. He's moving back to the trailer park. Not with his mom or dad, but with Uncle Mike. Corey reminds Sean, you said you would only make one more move and it had to be the right one. There's a lot of laughing here between you and Ben. Did you see that, Ryder? Where I wasn't no. sure. 
I couldn't tell if it was part of the scene or not. That's what I wrote. Yeah, me too. It didn't feel like you guys were breaking. It was a choice. There were choices to be laughing through some of this. And I was like, was it a break that felt less controlled thought the same thing or was it to, a way to this really this was probably the recovery up. take exactly we had, we had already broken through <laughs> this is take multiple eight. takes exactly. and this is the one is that the we held it together that, enough probably that they were like fine let's fine, move on we'll just keep it but that we, one. yeah we'll just laugh through it and we yep. made it part of our and it I don't, became part I didn't of notice your character that. honestly I didn't notice yeah. I usually yeah. notice but I, did. I yep. didn't notice I, I literally wrote was this a break or a choice because I recovery yeah it's a recovery take yeah so funny um Sean tells him he can't keep waiting for his dad to come home. He has to get on with his life. At the trailer park, he'll be surrounded by family and the FBI agents who surround them. And then there's a little bit more of an upbeat music swell here. So now we're telling us how to feel. music swell. And then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Eric runs down the stairs to see his parents eating breakfast. Amy asks how studying went with Jeff. And Eric responds, nag, nag, nag. What are you, my mom? (laughs) Great line. (laughs) And Amy sarcastically says, yes. Yes. And what a joy it is. Eric apologizes and says he shouldn't take his anger out on her. That's what Corey's for. Eric jokingly yells for Corey. Eric explains, I recite the entire history of Europe to this kid, and he tells me, I can burp through my ears. And then he does it. And Jeff has 20 colleges begging him to come there, and Eric can't even get into one. Alan assures him he will get into college, and he will have earned it. I I just want to say very quickly, I love Amy and Alan so, Mm -hmm. so much. And I'm getting a little tired of only seeing them in the kitchen. Yep. Oh, I that's know. the only time you see him is in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Somebody's running in. They're and I think that's, it's that way for the rest I of the show. Man. Until like, they'll never see their bedroom again. I know. And they never will be in the living room even. Like, it's so funny. They, it's they've just such been, a shame that yeah. they're now we just relegated to that table. Them, we yeah. saw them making out so much in season one. Now they just eat a lot of baked goods. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe midnight pie. Yeah, so you you get hot and heavy, and then just turn into. And eventually, you're just. But they used to make an effort to have (laughs) date nights, or there was a real sense of this like ongoing. Yeah, and yeah, and and even just them debating how to parent like has gone away. It is, and it's just you run in. They're in the kitchen. You have a couple lines. They take, and I just think about how boring that must have been for them as oh, actors i couldn't yeah. imagine you know yeah. you're just a sounding board for these teenage actors to like yeah. do their storylines and you're like all right yeah i know so and the scene up. could have taken place at night after the studying you know they could have mm-hmm. we could have walked in on them making out sure kind of, or in the living room or yeah, in the back or side room. yard or something i mean just <laughs> different so eric thinks maybe he has an untapped talent he picks up an apple and pretends it's a basketball he shoots for the sink and sends it right through the window saying he shoots he sucks. He sucks. Do you, do you remember this, Will? No. <laughs> That's so crazy. I do not. I can't believe. I when The minute I saw the glass break, I thought, oh, Will's going to definitely remember something about that. I did not remember this remember at all. remember the, the glass actually breaking when the Dave, doll was when thrown. When David right. threw it through, yeah. No, I don't remember. I did not remember anything about this storyline. I didn't remember wow. anything about this episode. I didn't remember the title. None, none of it. None of it. Wow. All right. I have a feeling, because I didn't really remember this episode either. Now that I know that we were going to Florida, I have a feeling we've rushed through this episode knowing right. that we were going to Florida. Yeah. So we were all preparing. Like, you think about it as a crew, as a, as a cast, we would have known at this point for sure about all the Florida stuff, where and we were Will staying, would have been what so day bitter. we're leaving, and Will would have been so pissed that he's yeah, not so going. He's, you see that face he's making right there? And that's there? why Trainer's directing this, too. Because McCracken was prepping to direct all yeah. of Florida, right, for two parts. Sure, it was fun. So Will Probably checked great. out. Will yeah. checked yeah. out. He was like... 
This yeah. sucks. It's probably great. It was real. Probably awesome. I imagine it was a fun trip. <sighs> so Alan sticks out his hand saying he pays. Eric slaps money in his hand and announces ear burps it is then. And he walks off. How much are windows that Eric just has the amount of money necessary in his pocket? Windows are expensive as hell, too. It's I like, know. my God. That little, that little tiny square is probably 140 bucks. And yeah, he's not working at the grocery store anymore, is he? I don't know. Why not getting paid to tutor? Probably not. Corey enters and he tells his parents, when Eric goes off to college, that big room of ours is going to seem mighty lonely. Alan wonders, what's your angle? Corey comes clean. Sean needs a new place to live. Amy asks about Mr. Turner's, but Corey says it's not really his home. Alan explains, there's always room for Sean here, but it would just be another temporary solution. Amy thinks he needs something permanent. And this is where I was like, wait, I think I may be the only one who didn't already think we had decided this was a permanent situation with Sean and Turner. I was just like, but, you know, I can see how the whole idea for Sean would still be, but when does my dad come back? But if his dad doesn't come back, I thought we were all in agreement you were living with Turner. It's also been a year. I mean, it's like. I know, a whole year. So Alan asks what Sean da- what Sean's dad has to say about this. And Corey says, who knows? No one talks in that family. Alan says if Sean were his son, he'd like to be consulted about his future. And the table is now set for Blake Clark's glorious return yes. to Boy Meets World. And then we get a new exterior of the roadside diner. Corey and Topanga. Who? New, new character who? alert. New character <laughs> alert. Who? Topanga's Who's here. Who's this girl? And she Didn't shows up anything on about like page 22. Page 22. <laughs> Unnecessarily. Here we are. She walks into the bar looking very out of place because this place has a lot of shady characters who wear plaid and they have sleeveless jean shirts too. Oh yeah. Play pool. Corey yeah, tells her tough. to act natural, and she says, okay, but I'm not going to spit. <laughs> Which I Good was one. funny. I like it. Corey scans the bar and doesn't see Sean's dad anywhere. Topanga's ready to go back on the bus. That's yeah, how you know yep. they didn't That's take a motorcycle. Did, they didn't get there. Right? Yep, they but got there Corey legally. Corey refuses because they are on a mission. Corey walks away, and Topanga prays, I really hope I don't have to use the bathroom. <laughs> Corey approaches the pool table and taps a gentleman on the shoulder. Everyone nearby stares at him silently, and he continues... Now that I've broken the ice, anyone here know a guy named Chet Hunter? The man responds by rubbing the blue chalk on Corey's nose. Corey thanks the man. He did forget to chalk his nose today. A couple starts arguing at the pool table, and the woman walks right up to Corey and says, You look like you know how to treat a woman, right? Corey's only able to muster out, Oh, tingle. (laughs) It's a bummer that the guy... Can't have any lines, right? Like, this know. is the classic, like, you don't want to have to pay for a guest star. Right? Guest she stars. just has to, like, finish a fight. Right. We just hear her, like, last line, and the other guy just, like, mm. or even the chalk guy doesn't get to say anything. <laughs> know. You know, it's like. She asks if he knows how to dance, and he says, teach me, please. She pulls him in, and they start to slow dance. Then Topanga walks over and asks Corey if he really th- thinks this is a productive use of their time. The woman turns to tell Topanga she found Corey first. And Topanga scoffs, don't make me laugh. <laughs> The woman asks if she'd like to take this outside, and Topanga yells, yeah, I would. And Corey giggles to himself and says, oh, this is great. And then we see Chet bussing a table when he notices Corey, and he says, Lord love a duck. Is that who I think it is? Corey says, it's me, Corey Matthews. Chet is disappointed. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Corey reminds him he's Sean's friend. Chet's happy to see him and says, step into my office, which is just an empty table. He asks Corey if he thinks what he has in his hand is pie because he got it out of the dirties. It's either that or dim sum. (laughs) Corey asks if Chet is working there. He says he is until he pays off some parking tickets. Then he's back on the road looking for his lovely wife, Verna. He asks Corey if he's ever been married, and Corey tells him he's 15. 
Chad assures him, don't you give up hope. Verna and I were 16 before we got hitched. She wanted to wait until she got out of the Navy. Man, Blake Clark is funny with every single line. Every line. Just every line he's funny. But so hold on, let's do the math because doesn't Jack is older than me. Oh. And my half brother. Really? You're, this is yeah. where you're going with it. So I, I don't. We don't even remember. <laughs> really? Ver, so Verna's not his mom. Or, so Verna is. She yeah. Is, no, Verna's not, not Jack's mom. Right, but she is your mom. No, she's so not that means Sean's he, mom. If he got married at sixteen, what? Verna's not Sean's mom either. No, I think isn't that what we find out later that I she's. Don't I don't think she's Sean's. Well, mom. let's keep track. Write it down. Right. <laughs> Let's do okay, what our writers it. could not do. I'm doing and it. Right actually, now. keep track. Keep, write it down. Keep write, write it down. Put it in a notebook. Put, it in, put it in my journal, Put it in guys. your notebook, Mr. Journal I'm going to put it in my letter journal. <laughs> Come on, hot professor. Add it to your journal. Hot professor. God. Jack continues, so Cortez, what brings you up here? Cortez. Corey says Sean's confused and he really misses his dad. Also, is Topanga still fighting the local outside? Yes, Corey yes just apparently. Well, they're She's, teasing hair. It's going to be going yeah. on there right and Corey, now. Doesn't care. No. He thinks it's great, no. and he's fine with no. it. Yeah. He brings her out here. The 15-year-old is fighting a local 20 to 30-something-year-old <laughs> outside the truck stop, but he's having a nice conversation he's with having, Chet. Yeah, exactly. We see who his real friend is. Chet says, I miss him, too. He is a good boy. Corey tries convincing him to come back for Sean, but Chet thinks he's better off where he is. Turner sends him Sean's report cards, tests, and a picture of Sean with his new girlfriend. We think this is still Larissa. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's what I said. No Dana, new girlfriend. Who's that? It's got to be right. Yeah. It's the only one that's ever been set up as a girlfriend. So that's what yeah. I was figuring. I figure yeah. it has to be Larissa. Corey makes it a point that Mr. Turner is great for Sean, but he is his friend, not his father. He continues as the camera shakes and zooms out a bit. Did you guys notice the camera move? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little bit of like an awkward. It was a bobble. Move. Yeah. Shaky. There was bobble. a bobble. A little was a shaky bobble, bobble and, a, yeah. and a yeah. If you love him, you would come back for him. Chet pauses and says, I love him. I love him so much, I can't go back. He gets up and says, tell Sean his daddy says, hey. And then Topanga and the other woman walk in together, seemingly happy. And she tells Topanga, you tease that hair, you'd be six feet tall. Topanga gives in and tells Luann she'll do it. Luann turns to Corey and tells her in her southern accent, lamb chop, you have another cup of coffee. This may take a while. And we walk so, off. So, well, hold on. So, he just ends up in jail with Sean. Right. Yeah, he gets he. So why, yeah, they why, set up the traffic tickets. What is the point tickets. of this? Like, what I don't understand. Then, like, why couldn't the story be that Corey convinces him to go back for because Sean? it's Bec- one of the things I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Chet, I think, uses that as an excuse to have Turner pay off his bail. He was never on his way to Sean because he says he was on his way to Turner's place but he got pulled over sitting on a bunch of parking tickets. Right. I think that's a lie. And he was just leaving town again. So Corey just completely fails in his mission to convince him. Yes. I don't think anything would have convinced Chet. Chet, I think Chet thinks what he's saying is true, that he might love me, but I'm no good for him. Um, And so it is. We'll talk about it when we get into the police station stuff, because I think there are a lot of subtle, but if you're really paying attention, signs that Chet is using this as an opportunity. Yeah, so that's so interesting. So it has this like wrap up sitcom structure, but it's all built on the coincidence that he gets arrested the same night that Sean does. And he's confused as like, whoa, huh, and then gets talked into staying by Sean. And he only really says for sure he's doing it when he realizes he has somebody who will bail him out. But it's weird then to have the Corey 
moment because it doesn't pay off in any way, it's, except that Corey thinks it does and Sean Correct. thinks it does. And that Sean thinks it does. And maybe mm. later in another episode, we'll find out that it didn't, that that was never his plan and that he had a different plan. I don't know. I don't know. Do you but think yeah, he's it, really still trying to get Verna back or do you think he's really just running from Sean? No, no he's he just said, running from Sean. He he's just, just yeah, he just, he wants his own life. He wants yeah. to be a childless just being a dad. single yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, children well, are difficult. Well, not to mention that he has three that we know of, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't see any of them. He, right. Yeah. He doesn't nice. seem to love Eddie anymore. No. Uh, so then. We're in the school hallway. Eric stops Mr. Feeney in the hall and says, before you grade the midterms, Feeney interrupts him saying he already has and will the little gasp you do in the middle of the line is so funny. Really? Yeah. You, Feeney says, I already have. And you go, <laughs> it's so good. Right, Eric tells remember. Feeney he worked really hard with Jeff, but you can't teach somebody if they don't want to learn. Mr. Feeney pulls out Jeff's test and Eric notices the grade. You gave Jeff a C plus? Feeney corrects him. No. You did. Eric thought Jeff was a lost cause. Feeney says he doesn't believe in lost causes, and he hands Eric his graded school test. Eric tells Feeney he didn't finish his sentence. He just put A. Uh, what? <laughs> so <laughs> that was funny. funny. So good. That was funny, yeah. yeah. Feeney reveals that's his grade. Eric begins to give a long-winded speech, thanking everybody when Mr. Feeney cuts him off. Oh, give it up, man. <laughs> it's just one test. However, congratulations. Eric puts two and two together and figures out Mr. Feeney's master plan to help him and Jeff both achieve better test scores. Eric calls Feeney a sly, sly dog. Eric walks away and Feeney shakes his head. Got lucky on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just the story. That's the story. That's the story. That's what you well, kind of thought was going to happen. Did you notice the watch you're wearing in this? Was this your own watch? I did notice the watch I was wearing. No, I think it's the wardrobe watch that I wore for three seasons, which Eric gets in like the second episode where he's trying oh. to set it. Um, oh, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's that same one. And I it never worked. It was just like there were right. no works Problem. inside. So it was yeah. just this dead digital watch that I was wearing. Huh. But yes, I did actually notice that. Uh, so uh, uh, that along with my gigantic shirt. <laughs> it is long. it's like everybody it's like i went to the talking heads concert took all his wardrobe and just was wearing that everywhere so yeah giant clothes all of a sudden giant so funny well then we surprisingly find ourselves back in the police station chet walks in and we see sean he's shocked and he asks dad chet's just as surprised sean sean asks what are you doing here chet tells him i guess i could ask you the same thing he gives Sean some advice. Smile whenever he finds himself in custody. Nobody ever billy clubbed a happy man. Every billy clubbed a happy man. So funny. Sean asks how Chet even managed to find him here. And Chet changes the subject. Better question. Mm-hmm. How'd you find yourself here? Sean admits he moved out of Turner's, so his plan was to move in with Uncle Mike, but his trailer's gone. A cop found Sean sleeping in the park and brought him into the station. Chet asks if they turned on the swirly lights when they brought him in. Those are fun. Sean asks his dad if he's had any luck finding his mom. And Chet says he saw her a couple of months ago and he had her cornered in Mississippi, but she dove off the riverboat. The woman swims like a seal, he says. (laughs) Sean asks how long he's going to keep chasing her. And Chet responds, I just want to give her enough time to clear her head. Sean reminds him, it's been a whole year. And Chet jokes, woman's got a big head. But then he admits, it's true. If your mama wanted me to catch her, she would be caught. So Sean asks, what's next? Chet says, we get you out of here and back to Turner's where you belong. And Sean suggests, maybe he can stick around here for a while. And Chet says, there ain't nothing in this town for me. And Sean responds, yeah, there's me. Oh, Great moment. Mm, Great moment. My heart. Chet explains, 
I left you at Turner's because in my mind, it was a better place. And Sean replies, it was a good place, but I wouldn't call it better. It wasn't you. It wasn't home. Besides, I need you. And I'm thinking you need me. Chet reminds him, I ain't that good of a cook. And Sean smiles. You can't be any worse than mom. Chet and Sean, they laugh about that. And Ch- Sean, uh, Chet says, I'm going to do something I haven't done since you were a very little boy. Sean excitedly asks, get a job? And Chet tells him, heck no. <laughs> and then he gives him a big hug. Boy Meets World does that better than anybody, breaking up the super sentimental moment with a nice laugh. And then the police officer announces, Hunter, you've been bailed. So notice up until this point, other than Chet saying, I'm not much of a cook, he has not in any way implied he's going to stick around. Yeah. And that anything Sean has said has changed his mind. And then he says, the cop says, Hunter, you've been bailed out. Chet asks which one, and he says the little one. Then Turner storms in and sees the pair of hunters. Chet sighs, look at me, Teach, I'm a bad seed. I was on the way to your place when I ran into a speed trap and a pile of unpaid parking tickets. And I don't believe that story. I do not believe in Think any he was way. Bailing, going to Turner. He was again. going. We know yeah. he wasn't. He already says, let's get you back to Turner's. So unless he was <laughs> going to go to Turner's just because Corey had convinced him he should at least say hi, I don't buy this story at all that that's where he was right. going. Right. So Turner asks, who's bailing Chet out? And Chet says, well, he'd be much obliged for the help. So he can get out of there and take care of his boy. Turner asks, what do you mean? Chet excitedly announces, I'm staying. Wouldn't be much of a father if I didn't. Then he tells Turner his job is done. Sean asks to talk to John alone for a minute. Chet walks away but says, I'd step outside, but they would shoot me. Turner assures Sean, I don't even need to ask. I can tell this is what you wanted. Sean Mm -hmm. smiles in relief. It's just like we said. We knew this wasn't forever. Turner shrugs. A roof and a bed. Sean adds, and a good friend. Turner smiles and nods, saying, the best. Sean thanks him, adding, you put up with a lot. They do a little bro handshake, and Turner tells him, I'd do it again. And we get a nice little freeze frame with Chet perfectly placed behind Turner and Sean. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when I was like, I don't feel good about this. I'm no. supposed to feel good. It's resolution, but it's not really. It's, it's just, And we know it is yeah. just beginning. And yeah. how it's all going to fall apart, I don't know, but I know it's going to. And that's I love right. it. So then we're in Turner's apartment. Sean comes down the stairs carrying a box of his stuff. Corey helping uh, So that him. is the bedroom. That's where Sean was sleeping, right. apparently. Up That's there, Sean's room. Which yeah. now we know. Yeah. So Chet tells Sean, I'll meet you downstairs. One more parking ticket and our home gets the Denver boot. Chet, ye- Chet yells out the window, hey, you kids, get off my front porch. Corey wishes Sean good luck. Sean thanks him for tracking down his dad. And Corey responds, we're friends. We help each other out. That's what we do. Sean admits there's something he's wanted to do for a long time. Invite Corey to his house for dinner. Corey asks, who's cooking? And Sean tells him, you are. Corey thinks about it and answers, huh. He does the huh. The huh. There it is. I have the, the note. Huh. Yep. Second huh. The huh. second See how huh. many we rack Between up. But in personal you. life, he was doing it all the time. All the time. Ben's but that's definitely favorite. the huh. 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 I love it so much. I'm there. Huh. And then huh. Chet returns. This is just about it. As he unplugs the TV, Sean interrupts. Dad, that's Turner's TV. Chet tells him, you've been here a year. Besides, teacher shouldn't be watching television anyways. And he walks right out the door with it. And Sean follows. Ah, I did like it. I like the episode. Can't wait to see where it goes. And he steals the TV just like he steals the episode. Exactly. And he steals mm. your heart. He steals my heart. I thought it was okay. Taking Sean away. Yeah, he's still a criminal. Hmm, it's actually... It all kind of works. I like I know. that. 
I like it. I like it. Yeah. And I liked the B storyline too. I think, you know, yeah, I sure. Had there been a little, little twisty twist. One more twist. One more twist. Something that we didn't see coming as opposed to like, Mm -hmm. well, we see this coming. Yep. You saw it and it was, and it's good. But yeah, I could, I could see that, but I, I still, I really like this episode. I really do. And it is the most drama you could fit into something that's truly still a sitcom. Yep. Yeah. And I think the comedy is say you know the the fact that it's a comedy is is Ben and and Blake. It's exactly yeah. bringing right. it like Ben and Blake yep. bringing it. Yep, hundred percent. So that yeah. they get a laugh like every other line, and that's so necessary. Didn't hate it, but wasn't my favorite. That's what I would say. You okay. hate Sean. Just admit it. Sean you is awful. Sean. I can't stand him, and I hope you he ends up on the streets. That's why I'm watching, is because I hope everybody. He already did it up in the streets. He just got barely saved. He had to beg for his father to watch him. He was him. sleeping yeah, in no. a park, and then no. a cop sleeping found in a park. Him. His uncle took off. His not mom took me. off. Not enough for me. Turner wasn't ready to no. be his legal guardian. No, not enough for me. And now his dad is taking him under false pretenses. We don't know that yet. We don't mm. know that. Can, don't look we ahead. We can feel it. We can feel it. I think it's going to work out great. I think people will dig it. I think people will dig it. (laughs) (laughs) Join us for our next episode recap, season three, episode 21, The Happiest Show on Earth. Feels like we're going to Florida, Disney World. You're going to sing every line. Every line. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Drunken merch. <laughs> the drunk Empire State merch. Empire State <laughs> merch. merch. And some Boston merch. And Boston merch, too. Balcony. They Balcony. want you to take the role. Balcony. <laughs> Podmeetsworldshow.com. Writer, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Wilfred L., and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production Danielle Romo. Producer and editor Tara Sugbach. Producer Maddie Moore. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler's Sandy's Shortbread Cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. 
the first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303 mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only.